Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and we really appreciate Canna being here with us tonight. Canna is rated 4.0, and she played tennis in New Jersey. And we're really interested in what it's like to play tennis in different parts of the country. Um, but Canna, can you start us off and tell us why you started playing adult tennis? Uh, sure. Um, I, I think I just mentioned my husband and I started playing when we were, our, both our kids were probably, you know, three and seven or something like that. And you know, we just noticed that we were doing so many things separately, like because someone had to stay home with the kids. So he would go out with his friends or then I would go out with my friends. And we just found we weren't doing anything together. And that was kind of one thing that we both enjoyed doing. And we weren't very good at it. Um, but I happened to be reading Shape Magazine and they had a tennis camp in Amherst, Nike tennis, tennis camp. So we went and I think there's about 15 courts there. We were put on court 15, the lowest court. And uh, we went there for about 12 years. And by the time we left, we were on number one court. So we were really Woo. excited. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Was that a yearly thing or did you go pretty yeah. often? Yeah. Oh, no, that's they, awesome. They still have it. I think we might go this year. And this oh. is an adults camp? It's oh, months. yeah. It's amazing. It's an amazing camp. You know, it's like summer camp, but you play tennis from about nine to 1130. There's lunch and then you play again from one to four and it's all clinics. And then you break for dinner and you eat it. You stay at Amherst dorms and you also stay at um, you eat in the cafeteria. And so uh, then there's some wine drinking and then there's playing nighttime playing as well. So then oh. there's fun playing. It's a lot of fun. That sounds so cool. It yeah. does. I've always yeah, talked really about fun. like I've I've dropped my kids off at summer camp for years and I thought I need a summer camp and that's oh yeah exactly it's exactly like summer camp wow. but doing the funnest thing that you love to do you know yeah <laughs> oh that's so fun I have so many questions because I have heard like I don't want to say rumors but we have enough people so we play in North Carolina Carol all, all three of us now I know you moved down here from New Jersey and I have heard over the years several people that have come to this area that have played in the Northeast that have said things like oh you have to play straight up you can't flip courts up there or you know just like different things so I want to I have lots of questions for you um so I did a little research and it sounds like um, New Jersey is part of the middle state the USTA middle state district, I guess, or Correct. Mm -hmm. area. Um, so tell me, I want to know, um, I know from talking to you before we started recording, you didn't play a ton of USTA, but tell me like what your um, experience was with, did you play a little USTA there or what other kind of social leagues or competitive leagues did you play in, in New Jersey? Well, on I teams? did mention USTA is not as popular as it is here. You know, it, it's not as popular as it is here, certainly. And I ended up right before I left, I put together a team and I want to say that everyone who was on that team had never been on a team before. And these were all three, five and four O's. So, you know, it's, it's something that it's, some people do it, but a lot of people don't do it. And what people do who play tennis in the daytime is the garden state women's league. 
And that's a league of about 1,300 people, 1,400 people. So it's a big league. And there's four courts on each team. You have to run four teams, an A team, a B team, double A and double B. So it's a lot of people that you need. And our club was so big that we ran two teams out of, you know. So you had eight, out of eight courts. We had, so, no, we had eight teams of four courts each. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot so of It's a uh, lot of people. juggling. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of juggling. And the setup was, was different in that um, it was really individualistic. So it, your team, you know, since every, everyone was in every flight, you couldn't move, your team couldn't move up or down. Only okay. you could move up or down. So if you were on court four on the lowest, if your rating went above 80% or 70% win rating, you got to move up to court three. Uh, And then if it, you know, and then eventually if you did well enough, you could get up to a team court one. That was the best that you could do. So a B a A double A double A double double B. B. So that, so, um, how do they like, how does that start out? Like how do they field people or rank them? You have to try out. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. You have to try out. That is it's hilarious. Yeah. For your team? You try you out for the team? try out for the, for the team. And as I recall, it's about $1,500 to join the team. So for the, you have to try out for the privilege. You know, maybe it wasn't quite that much. It was 1200 But it was, you know, it was a chunky yeah. amount of money to join. And um, our team in particular had a pro at the time who has since passed away. But um he was like straight out of uh, the Sopranos. Like when I first came, he's wearing like a velour sweatsuit, you know, it's like unzipped and, and he's yell, you know, he calls you use, use girls, you know? Use girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, he kind of determined the lineup and you kind of had to take clinics with him as well. It was kind of an unwritten rule. So was, yeah. So once you're of, in the family, yeah. In so the once family. you're playing that eleven hundred bucks, you <laughs> yeah. know, and then you have the uniform, which I think you and I spoke a little bit about that you had to buy every season. You know, you had to buy the Nike uniform, and you had to buy two shirts, two skirts, you, a home and away, and shoes. Love it. And you know, by the time shoes? you shoes, oh uh, yeah, every Even season. Shoes. Every season, you had to buy the uniform. Who you didn't necessarily have to buy the shoes, I guess. But, you know, one year it was like neon green and, and like dark brown. You know, like, what are you going to do? You got to buy the shoes, right? Like, what do you, oh you don't have gosh. anything to match that. So who chooses the uniform? This is hilarious. I love this. Uh, he chose the uniform. And it okay. was usually from the Nike Spring line. And did you have to pay him directly? And then he bought it for yes. everyone? And wow. Yeah. So this... This is crazy. It was right? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And those uniforms were like, you said like one time, I mean, they were like oh, kind yeah. of expensive, you know, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, although I will look- say from here, uh, no one would, I think I've never seen a uniform. And whenever I brought it up, I think, you know, people have said, oh, we don't want a uniform. But there is kind of like an easy thing of like, oh, I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear, you know, yeah. You just, yeah. you wear your home or you're away or whatever, you know, your uniform. Uh, so. That's so Yeah, funny. you're part of a team. But I, again, I wouldn't want to spend, what did you say? It was like $700? Eight, eight, well, eight you could be, yeah, like the first year, I think, uh, you know, because I had to buy like the pants and like the uh, jacket and, you know, I, it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. 
I love this. You try out for a team. You have yes. to buy a uniform. Like you're adult rec players. You're not yes. like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're, it's, that is so funny. And it was such a moneymaker. And the funny thing yes. is, I was telling my husband is, you know, I know more than one person who was kicked off of a team. And for them to kick you off and have to give you your money back, like, it's pretty to, bad. Yeah. What do you have to, I wonder what kind of situations would you have to get yourself into to get kicked off? Like getting a fight have on a to court? Be so or- difficult. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think we mentioned it just talking, but, you know, Fights on courts, not that it happened every time, I don't want to say, but it was certainly not an unusual thing. I've been in many situations where, you know, someone would threaten someone physically or, you know, go out in the parking lot, a lot of cursing, a lot of, you know, that was not an unusual thing that would happen. So nothing phases you in Raleigh tennis, I'm assuming. Oh, everyone's people, so nice. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so nice. Yeah. This whole area is so nice. Yes. Oh, that is crazy. I love it. Yeah. Um, I've never had anyone threaten me. So no. that's oh, yeah. good. I know. No. And so now I feel like, okay, like I, I feel ready for anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. This is tame. I mean, we've joked about thinking that people have been like putting us in a situation where we're um, in a tryout situation. Carolyn definitely feels like when she was a two, five, like it was like a single team. I got cut from the team. I'm sure you get invited to like a fun play and right. And then you're like, why are they all watching me so intently? Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But yours was a true tryout. That's so funny. Um, Okay, so I've heard a rumor that um, in the Northeast, and maybe it's USTA, but I think you said you heard it as well, but um, that you're supposed to play straight up. So like, I know you said you had like your league, that makes sense, because there were tryouts. And so they could kind of assess people. But how would they how would someone know, I guess, based on in that league, it was based on wins and losses. But I've heard people say, like, you can't flip courts around. You can't, like, for strategy to win a match, thinking if I throw my best players on three, you know, maybe they can, we can win two out of three courts or three out of five or whatever, you know. So that's, that sounds like it's true. You can't flip. At USTA, it was expected that one, two, and three were in order of strength. I played on a team that had gotten kicked out of middle states before because they did flip and he continued to flip in, I can't remember what region it is, but it's wherever Pennsylvania is. It's like, you know, I guess on the Eastern side of, of New Jersey. Yeah. But uh, this person was notorious for flipping and he flipped and he sandbagged like crazy. Like he would bring in people since so many people had not played USTA, he would bring them in as a two five. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait, and, now, how did you get caught, though? Like, how did someone get caught flipping? He won all it's the time? Kind of, yeah, I mean, well, he won every match. Is, is that so many people knew him, they would always flip on him. So court one was really court three. Interesting. So it wasn't as successful as you would think it was. Right. Would you, you know? have to travel? Like, if you're in New Jersey, I mean, I know New Jersey is next to Pennsylvania, but mm-hmm. were you traveling far away for matches or... Uh, when we played in that, that USTA that was out of not middle states, but, you know, the other air region, yes, we yeah. would have to drive quite far. Wow. But he was someone, you know, he, that team went to nationals. It was, it was a good team, but it, it was kind of a, a little bit of a mixture of sandbagging and, you know. Right. 
But it How was stated it to you guys that you're not supposed to flip because we had someone on the podcast recently, yeah. Amanda from Florida, and she yeah. said they don't even think about it as one, two, and one, three. Two, they three. just think about it as three quarts. Yeah. But that's yeah. interesting that you guys are told, hey, don't flip. Yeah. I there, We had a league that awarded, um, I can't remember what league it was, but they gave three points for court one, two points for court two. And, you know, it, somehow they had done or like a five, three and one. So you couldn't win without court one. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that's funny. You mentioned that because someone on our team a couple years ago, um, we had lost, I think we had lost more courts than we had won, but she kept saying, well, well, how did we do on court one? And we're like, it doesn't matter. Like the math is we lost, let's say, you know, we won two courts and lost three in the spring. And she's like, yeah, but how did we? And we kept explaining to her. We didn't understand why she didn't understand that yeah, we had lost the match. Yeah. But that was exactly it. She was from the Northeast. And it mm-hmm. was, the courts were weighted differently. Weighted, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's that really kind of takes care of that flip, you know. You yeah, start putting true. your strongest players on court one. Mm-hmm. They do that now for our 40 over league because if you split, because we, we are doing what national does where we're only playing four courts or playing three doubles and one court of singles. Okay. And if you split two and two, it's not a straight win. And then it goes down to, I guess mm-hmm. it's maybe sets. Yeah. Set games. One game. Yeah. One. Then games. And then if that's all tied up, which to tell you the truth, sometimes that actually happens. It's all tied up. And then it comes down to who won. It happens one. so much more than, yeah. you know, it would be you so would interesting. Like you would expect. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no playoffs in that um, league of 1300 people or whatever, right? You just end There's up. There's no the playoffs. You just, so that's why it's so individualistic. Like, you know, you're really just trying to get up to court one on the 18. You know, gotcha. So, you know, there's a lot of bickering of who do I, why am I playing with this one? What, you know, yeah. it becomes really important because it affects your personal win loss record. Do you and get that's to pick how your partner? Yeah. Do you get to pick your own partner? They pick it yeah. for you? They pick wow. it for you. Now you that typically- is interesting. I think yeah. that is really interesting to have someone pick the partner for you. Did you like that, Kana, or did you And not? was it consistent? I, I didn't. Yeah, I I found that I was consistently kind of playing with the same people based on availability. Um, there is no ba- you you're available every it would not be it would not be it would be frowned upon if you were not available. Wow. <laughs> Captains really listen be, up. No, yeah, very <laughs> this frowned is what, upon. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Gonna, if you're going to join our team in Raleigh, yes. you're going to be available yeah. for every single match. Yes. Like, of course, every once in a while, if you weren't available, that would be okay. But it would really be frowned upon. And most people were paying a lot of money. So, you know, they wanted to play. Thanks very much to Canna for talking about her experience playing tennis in New Jersey. It sounds a little more intense than what we play in North Carolina, but I kind of like the idea of waiting court one um, more than the other courts to prevent flipping. There's a part two where Canna will talk about her crazy situations that happened on the court, and they are pretty funny. If you'd like to see a picture of Canna or listen to any of our previous episodes, please check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon.
Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.